Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Everybody, huddle up! Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN with former Badger and NFL punter Brad Nortman. And Nortman is a fit! Great call and great execution! Not a Hawkeye in sight! Here's Alex Strofe. No Alex Strofe tonight, it's Jesse Nelson with Brad Nortman at the Great Dane downtown for the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin on demand. Former Badger punter, NFL punter, he played in the Super Bowl, he's Brad Nortman. Brad, how we doing? Uh, doing really well, doing really well at the Great Dane downtown, it's a beautiful night. It feels like maybe spring's a little bit in the air, we maybe hit 50 today, so things are looking up over here. How are you doing, Jesse? Oh, Nelson? I'm fantastic. This this feels, it's a it's a great chill atmosphere tonight yes. here at the Great Dane downtown. Come on out, stop by, uh, anyone who tells Brad he looks Brad-tastic, you get a beer on me uh, through <laughs> se- 7 o'clock tonight, so that's, uh, that's a compliment. Yep, that's what we're going with tonight. If you tell Brad he looks Brad-tastic, it's on ESPN Madison tonight. Uh, it feels like this is kind of the time where we all get to just take a breath and kind of collect ourselves after what was a frenetic week in the world of Wisconsin sports. Going all the way back to Selection Sunday and whether the Badgers would make the tournament with the Big Ten tournament. Uh, we talked extensively about that last week. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers and the developments that happened with the Green Bay Packers. You get into the tournament itself Thursday all the way through Sunday and everything going on Packers-wise coinciding with that. For many in Madison that enjoyed the WIAA Boys Basketball State Championships, this just feels like the day on a beautiful, sun-shining evening here at the Great Dane that is kicking back enjoy one of their great local brews and just kind of enjoy everything that's going on that's right it has been a roller coaster ride jesse i mean when you think about it from from the super bowl until now it's been nothing but storylines and finger biting and sitting at the edge of your seat with everything that you just chronicled so you know it's i'm 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 still excited that the Badgers are still playing. That's a positive. And even though it's the NIT tournament, it's still a positive and love to see it. And, you know, it's just now where I can kind of sit back and enjoy the NCAA tournament. The Masters are on the landscape. It it feels like a a, a turning of the season, right? You've seen all things about Brewers spring training. So it's a a good time to be a sports fan and um, no shortage of things to talk about. And, and Jesse, you enjoyed your first round of the NCAA tournament, correct? I sure did. So uh, in between everything going on, I made a little uh, run down to Dubuque, Iowa this weekend, Brad. So uh, sports betting is legal in the state of Iowa. Okay. How'd you fare? Well. Well, I finished $8 up. That's pretty darn good. <laughs> I mean, if you're net positive. <laughs> now, that doesn't include, like, getting a sandwich. It doesn't okay. include uh, what we paid for the Airbnb or anything like that. So I'm actually down for the trip. But simply sports betting, three days down there, $8 up, I'll take. What was the biggest bet you placed? Um, I actually asked. So I, I was struggling. 
I guess if you add them all up, I put four different bets on Purdue and just totally, oh, like, I no. kept thinking. So I had Fairleigh Dickinson up from plus 20. I'm like, they're going to cover 23. Yeah. Purdue's not that good. And then eventually the line got down to 7.5, and, and I'm like, okay, well, Purdue's going to cover 7.5. Then it was down to 5.5. I'm like, Purdue's going to cover 5.5. And, <laughs> and then I got to 3. And a half. Purdue's going to cover 3.5. And, and then it was just straight up. I'm like, okay, they're going to win the game. Wrong. i got to get something here. Yeah, I was wrong on all of those. Yep, so, yep. Uh, if you add Stop. all of those up, they were smaller wagers. But I asked my brother-in-law uh, for a wager because I was struggling for a bit on Friday. Bounce back great on Saturday. Good for struggling you. Struggling on Friday. So I asked my brother-in-law for some advice, and he said, I can't give you college basketball, but I'll give you UFC. Okay. I said, okay, I don't know nothing about UFC. Give me whatever you got. And he gave me, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what the guy's name was, but I don't know That's who he was fighting. Right but he said the trust. fight would go to the distance. So I put it uh, 30 bucks on a fight going the distance. So that was my biggest wage, single wager of the weekend. And, and it paid out? It paid out, yeah. That, that was a big bounce back. That is Saturday. family trust right there. Just not knowing anyone's <laughs> name. I'll, I'll do it. Put the bet down. Shout out to Chris, my brother-in-law, for the big, uh, the big win for me over the weekend. But that actually gets me to the first question where I want to start with you, Brad, tonight here. Because we're at the Great Dane. The, the TVs are everywhere on the walls here at the Great Dane. The beer's fantastic. The food's amazing. Can't wait to put our order in here in a That's few right. minutes. And this is a great spot to watch the tournament games. This is a great spot to watch, you know, when the when the Bucks are playing in the NBA playoffs. This is a great spot. I've been here for when the Packers have played on Sundays during the NFL season. This is an awesome place to be, the Great Dane downtown or any of the Great Dane locations in Fitchburg at Hilldale or on the east side. Mm-hmm. Where is your, Brad Nortman, ideal place to watch the NCAA tournament? Because I've now gone three years in a row with my friends to Dubuque, Iowa. And there's nothing I like more than being in that sports book and the chaos and the, the, the enthusiasm that the wagerers are all bringing to the fun of those first couple of days of the tournament. That's a great tradition. I've Admittedly, I've never been in a sports book to be able to bet, at least on the NCAA tournament games, uh-huh. the first weekend at least. So, um, However, my bachelor party was in Vegas, and it just happened to be oh, Final boy. Four weekend. <laughs> it was the final, I'm going to date myself here, okay? It was the Final Four weekend when Wisconsin was in it, and they were playing – oh, I should know this. I think they were – Was it undefeated Kentucky? It, it wasn't was when it they Ken- won. They lost. Oh, it was, so it was, it was Kentucky the first time It was Kentucky time the first around. time. Okay, I remember there yeah. was two Kentuckys. Easy to they remember lost. who they played in the final yep. four. Yes, uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, that was the losing <laughs> side of it, and then later on was the winning yeah. side of it. And that was a ton of fun, and we all put, placed bets on the game, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Now, unfortunately, we also came out losers in that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, I... And I also, last year in Milwaukee at Pfizer, was a first round of NCAA games. Yeah, right? the Badgers were in town there. The Badgers were in town. And if you remember, they sell, they sell two games per slot, right? So you got like the you got one slot with two games, and you have another slot with yeah, two like games. Yeah, the afternoon and the evening. That's session. right. So my current employer, uh, Baird, was giving away free tickets to the first slot. And I was like, sure, I'll go to the free games. And it was the classic matchups. Of Yale versus Purdue, and oh. <laughs> I mean, that's going to get the people out of their seats. And Virginia Tech and Texas—that was actually a pretty interesting matchup. And I, um, so I've done, I've done in person, and then the as we were leaving, they kind of yeah. shuffle you out the door, yeah, yeah, get out, get out, everybody and get the out of here. Lines, the lines of Badger fans getting into Pfizer form was unbelievable. Imagine. So, and that was a pretty penny for that ticket. And then they had to wait till 10 p.m. for tip-off. That that's night, right, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It took true forever. fans, true fans, Badger fans. <laughs> <laughs> so I've done I've done in person, I've done sports bar, and I've done at home. 
and I've not done a um, I've not done a, a, a sports book uh-huh. um, it, where we actually sit there and actually watch the games there. We have place bet and done that. And in my opinion, I think there's two places that jump out to me. Okay. Even in Vegas, we placed our bets. We went to a sports bar. We still went to a place where we can get food, you know, a little bit of elbow room, um, great vibes in it. And I did that this year with a buddy as well. Went to a, We don't have a Great Dane in, uh, in the Milwaukee area, mm-hmm. so I was able to go to another place. But I think that is a tie for me between going to a place where you got all the TVs, yeah. you got the atmosphere. If I'm leaving my house, I want something that's different, right? So the fact that... I can place a quick beer order with all the beautiful selection of beers. Love that. I love the different food I can get, all the TVs and the atmosphere, particularly when you're with your buddies. I think that's just irreplaceable. At home, I mean, who doesn't love the confines of their own home, right? And uh, So to me, I would say... It's a tie, but I'm going to put it a little bit at a sports bar. Something like the Great Dane. All I'd right. Be so, the first one so you're picking the Great Dane. I would. I would you're be the Great Dane. I might be back Thursday night. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's bring in Alex Gravett. It's the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN of Wisconsin on demand. Jesse Nelson in for Alex Strope tonight with Brad Norman, the former Badger punter. Alex Gravett is the producer back in our ESPN Madison studio, which is like six blocks from the Great Dane downtown. Sorry that you can't make it over here. Maybe during a commercial break we can run over and get you some food here. Uh, what is your pick so our twitter poll is posted at espn madison what is your ideal place to watch the ncaa tournament your options are home a casino or sports book in person at the game or at a sports bar like the great dane g what are you picking now i haven't been to a live game and i think that that would probably be my first choice given the opportunity but i love going to sports bars where there's a lot of people drinking maybe a little too much maybe not i i ended up at the great dane on saturday night after marquette or no not marquette um after one of the big games, I don't remember which one it was, but uh, ended up there. It was a great time, and I just I love being out and about with the hustle and bustle of all the people. That's a good choice. You know, my, my experience with the game, when I didn't have a horse to really pull for, when I was just sitting back and watching it, I felt like Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe wearing the NFL shield. I'm just looking for a good game. It was sort of weird to be sitting there, not really pulling for anyone specifically, and I just want to see a good game. I want to see it close. I don't want to see any blowouts. And the first weekend of, of the NCAA games, there can be a lot of blowouts. So I, I thought it was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did it. Unless Wisconsin was playing, yeah, or unless it was at a, you know, a, a Final Four or mm-hmm. a Sweet Sixteen, where there's like, okay, there's really not a lot of angst and great matchups. I'm, I'm not sure I, I would choose to go in person over a sports bar or at home. So I've had the experience of all four of these. Obviously, the last three years we spend the opening weekend at the sports book that we go to just beyond the border in Iowa. Uh, I love it. Everyone's into it, and you can even do these wagers on like. Will some, will both teams score within the same minute? Oh, that's a fun one. So it's like for the first minute of the second half, will both teams score or will they not? So people are going nuts over a layup with like 1901 left to go in the game. <laughs> and you're like, what What did you possibly have on Fairleigh Dickinson in the first minute of the second half? But that's what makes it so much fun is you get all these random cheers from everywhere. And people are going nuts. And like Drake in Miami and especially being in mm. Iowa, like Drake is one of the teams in Des Moines that's close to where Dubuque is. But when the Hawkeyes are playing, there's nothing more fun oh. than all the Iowa fans getting in there, and then all of us from Wisconsin betting against the Hawkeyes. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh, it's so much fun. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, one of my rewards from my parents, when I, I see, I was a very good student, Brad. Of course, of course. Very, course, very studious, yes, disciplined. Uh, yes, thank you. So uh, if I had really good grades for the first semester of the school year, I would get to stay home 
during one of the first two days of the NCAA tournament. That's Ooh. what my parents rewarded me with. Very so, clever. Um, so being at home and just knowing it's 11 a.m. and you're getting ready for one of the best sports days of the year on a Friday afternoon, like there's there's not much a better feeling than that. The sports bar is a lot of fun, but I'm actually not going to put that number one because I – if you're not with the right crowd at the mm. right place, mm-hmm. like if you got music playing instead of the games on TV without being able to hear the like hearing Kevin Harlan go nuts when Furman beats Virginia is one of the big appeals of the NCAA tournament, or hearing what they're saying about you know the Princeton, the scrappy Princeton squad that's trying to upset Arizona and getting to know that story. It's like watching the Olympics in a way mm. where you don't know much about these teams, but you're, you're suddenly all in in the second <laughs> half because wow, look at Princeton go like nerds <laughs> playing sports. So I love the sports book aspect of it. I think that's been a really fun tradition the last three years. Um, and then I, I have been in person. Um, my alma mater, Bradley University, played in Des Moines in 2018. Okay. So we went there to watch them play Michigan State. They were winning with four minutes left in a 15-2 matchup. It was very exciting. I remember that matchup. Oh, it was so much fun. So much, I got the little alert that said, upset alert. Bradley <laughs> has Michigan State on the ropes. Oh, it was a great day. Yeah. Uh, and when you get the entire arena, so in that case, uh, Minnesota – played in the early game. Minnesota, not very far from Des Moines, sure. A lot of the Gopher fans were there, and they had won. They had advanced to that next game. So everyone gets behind the underdog. Of course. Just like all the Marquette fans that were in Columbus this weekend or all of the uh, Florida Atlantic and Memphis fans that made the trip to Columbus, if they're in for that session getting ready to watch their games, everyone's cheering for FDU. Mm -hmm. And you get that whole arena behind one team, upset-minded, and that that underdog, you can just see the life from the crowd feed into that team. When you have a good crowd, and especially at the end of that first wave of games where you've got the full from both fans of both games that are being played, it is really fun. Uh, last year in, in Milwaukee, I was there when Wisconsin lost to Iowa State. Felt the same thing, except it was a little different because it didn't have the entire arena behind the underdog. The entire arena was behind the hometown team that was playing 75 minutes from from its home campus. I think that's what's so hard about the in-person games is that it's very matchup dependent. And if you don't have, it could very well be a Mm -hmm. 15-2 and it'd be a 20-point blowout, right? And then it's like, okay, well, the second half was basically irrelevant and I'd rather just turn on the the 12-5 matchup that all of a sudden now looks like a close game. Mm -hmm. It's so impossible to tell what games and what matchups are going to be it. I mean, we spent the whole week leading up to it on, oh, this is the team to watch. They're hot. Ah, they're kind of they're kind of flat right now. None of that almost matters. You, I would be better picking my brackets if I just <laughs> went to a dark room, went on a darkness retreat like our guy Aaron Rodgers and just didn't listen to anybody and just picked it with a spin of a wheel based on the color coordination of jerseys. It's my favorite mascots, whatever, because it almost seems like it doesn't matter who's hot, who's not. Everyone has these theories in the end. It's the beauty of it, though. I mean, any anybody can win. That's why this tournament is so unique. It's so unlike anything else. And there's always been talk of, okay, 64 teams, now 68. Is it too many? Like, is this getting kind of crazy? Who needs all this? But I think that's what's beautiful, right? A 15 seed, you can't cut out teams. A 15 seed in Princeton can make the Sweet 16. There's always a possibility. And that just that hope and that excitement is what keeps people coming back, no matter what the environment. One of my friends and I have always done a coin bracket every year where we pick the entire bracket, flipping a coin, except in the first rounds, the one and the two seeds all advance to the next round. Well, the last three years, you can't do the two seeds anymore because mm. 15's winning three years in a row that are going to the Sweet 16. Like, 
you can't even advance the two seeds easily anymore. That's the state of college basketball, and yeah, I love it. That is, I do love that, too. Have you ever done the type of um, bracket challenge where all the names go in a hat? And you either and you you know you pick one uh-huh. and everyone goes around and got all these different names. I, I like that one too because even yeah. after the first weekend, you at least got a couple of survivors. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, I'm now the biggest Texas Longhorns <laughs> fan, whoever it might be, to win the whole pool. So there's so many unique ways to gamble on it, make it fun and exciting. And you're totally right. You become fans of teams. I couldn't name you one player. I couldn't name you their coach, but. Darn it, I'm getting behind you for these three weeks. You pick those names out of a hat, then suddenly you're like my dad at his old company where they do that. He goes, damn it, Hofstra, the third year in a row. It's the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN in Wisconsin. Out of ad. Jesse Nelson in for Alex Strofe tonight, along with former Badger punter Brad Nortman. 844-770-3776 is the number to get into the show. Where is your ideal place to watch the NCAA tournament? Give us a call. 844-770-3776. That's also the text portion of the text line as well. If you want to tell us where your favorite place is to watch the tournament, your four options in our Twitter poll at ESPN Madison, home, a casino or sports book, in person at the game, or a sports bar. We'll check in on the results of that poll as we continue throughout our hour here at the Great Dane downtown. Coming up next, it wouldn't be a show if we're not talking a little bit about the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and the state of affairs for the green and gold. That's coming up next on the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. Reaction to the football weekend continues. This is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson, former Badger Brad Norman at the Great Dane downtown. The Great Dane huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin on demand. The food orders are in. Very excited to get our spread here at the Great Dane. You should come on out and check it out as well. Delicious food, great beer selection. Any of the four locations on the east side in Fitchburg at Hilldale or right here with us and our ESPN Madison team downtown. We're out in Ready to celebrate a Wisconsin Women's Hockey National Championship yesterday and Wisconsin uh, men's basketball playing tomorrow night in the NIT quarterfinals for the first time ever, Brad Nortman. Big week to be a Badger. It is a, it's always a good week to be a Badger, but particularly now, a big week to be a Badger. you got to love it for our girls' hockey team, just going out there and just being the GOATs of women's hockey of seven national championships now. You just love to see it. You know, there's still a lot, of, lot to root for for our uh, Wisconsin Badger basketball team. I'm excited to see them play well out there. It's cool to see them respond after such a turbulent, challenging season to now go out there, fight through, get hard wins against still very good teams in the NIT tournament. I would love to see them make a run and darn it, walk away with an NIT championship. Wisconsin and Oregon play tomorrow night on ESPN. It sounds like it should be a Sweet 16 game. It is instead an NIT quarterfinal. It does. And it's the first time those two teams are ever playing not in the NCAA tournament. Really? All three of the previous matchups have come in the NCAA tournament, all of them in the last decade. Huh. Pretty crazy. Gives me vibes of the uh, 2012 Rose Bowl, in uh, which uh, let's hope we come up with a different sorry. result. Yeah. <laughs> sorry for I'm the one loss. that brought it up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Still, still not healing from it, obviously. Well, let's quickly change the subject, then, and let's <laughs> talk about Aaron Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Let's do it. Where are we at today? Uh, 
<laughs> Thank you, Alex D., our producer, back in the ESPN <laughs> Madison studio. So we did have an article from ESPN Jets reporter Rich Samini. I think I'm saying that right, uh, up yesterday at ESPNWisconsin.com. You can check it out, uh, saying that this process may take a while to complete the trade because of the financials and because of some of the stipulations and just because Aaron Rodgers is kind of a difficult guy. <laughs> so all that involved, plus more, obviously. <laughs> you can check it all out at ESPNWisconsin.com. That is about as brief a summary as I could possibly give of the article. Beautiful. But, Brad, uh, you and Alex Strofe, of course, talked plenty about this during a special edition of the Great Dane Huddle Thursday morning of last week on ESPN Madison. You can find the podcast when you subscribe to the Great Dane Huddle podcast on Apple, Spotify, Wisconsin On Demand, wherever you get your podcasts. Now that the dust has settled after that reaction on Thursday morning, Brad, what do you make of the state of things in Green Bay as Jordan Love gets set to take over as the new franchise quarterback? Well, on, on Thursday morning when Alex and I talked about it, I, I described the situation a lot like a movie script, right? We've seen this movie over and over, the same script where we've got a franchise quarterback, where they've had an amazing run with their iconic team and then in the waning years of their career something happens team wants to move on injury player wants to move on whatever and we have another ending of 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 a what i would call unsatisfying because a satisfying ending to me would be like john elway or you know someone that was on the same team the whole time but that is more rare than anything else but now we're getting ready for the sequel the sequel is now getting lined up, and and the dust has settled. And I think it's good. It's good that we have clarity, at least good as fans that we have clarity, because now we can actually know what our expectations are. We can take steps forward. That initial shock, the initial truth of, okay, Rodgers and Packers are going in their separate directions, I think it, it brings about a whole lot of different emotions. But now... We can start figuring about what this future look like. What does Jordan Love look like? What as a team do the Packers need to do to surround him with enough talent to be successful? Because that's what I believe is going to happen. I think it's going to become much less quarterback focused. And Matt LaFleur is going to show if he is like McVay or like McDaniel or like uh, Kyle, Shan uh, Kyle Shanahan and show that maybe it doesn't matter what type of quarterback exactly you have in your offense that you can be have a successful offense with Brock Purdy and Jared Goff and Tua Tungavailoa and a revolving doors of 49er quarterbacks. So it's, it's cool to see. I'm excited to see different strengths come out in different areas of the Packers. But for now, to bring us back to the present, this is like a long game of chicken, Jesse. I feel like the cars are a mile off. Right, and they're just they're heading toward each other. Someone's gonna have to blink at some point, and I don't know who it's gonna be. I I know that the Jets, in my opinion, have more immediate urgency. Right, they'd love to get Rodgers in the building. Right, they love to get him to legally communicate, meet the guys, be there for OTAs. So they have more immediate urgency. But the Packers have the final bit of urgency where someone's going to pay that contract week one. Someone's got to offload that, um, that contract and that player. So I don't know who's going to blink first. I think the Packers are going to dig their heels in because they're, they're prudent, right? They, they follow a system and they're not going to do anything out of their comfort zone. And they're going to make you play their game, which has made the Packers relevant for a long time now. Nelson and Nortman, the great Dane huddle on 100.5 ESPN in Wisconsin on demand. Talking Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and the Green Bay Packers. State of things a few days removed from Aaron Rodgers' appearance on the Pat McAfee show, stating his intention to play for the New York Jets. Brad, everyone's been asking, 
who has the leverage. And I think you just outlined it pretty well that you could make an argument for both sides mm -hmm. that the Packers have the leverage because when Rodgers says he wants to play for the Jets, everybody in the biggest media market in the United States is now saying, okay, get it done, Jets. You can't mess this one up. Don't trot Zach Wilson out there week one next week or next year. Uh, but also the Green Bay Packers now know they have a player who is a Hall of Famer, a four-time MVP, a Super Bowl champion, one of the best to ever do it skill-wise at the position. Uh, arguably one of the best Packers of all time. Just arguably. ask him. Yeah, that's right. And he's saying, I don't want to play for this team anymore. So there goes all, like, if you wanted to say, well, give us a one or we're not going to trade him, we'll bring him back. You can't really do that anymore. And I don't buy that the Packers are the team with the leverage in this situation. I think it's the Jets because of what Roger said last week. It, it definitely removes options for both. Everybody knows how this is going to end. It's going to end with Rodgers on the Jets and some sort of compensation for him. But to me, I wonder where do the Jets value as far as Aaron Rodgers' arrival in New York? Do they need him there and greatly desire him to be there for uh, OTAs and minicamp? If they do, then darn it, the Packers have the leverage. If if they're sitting back and saying, you know what, we can teach him the system in one thing at training camp. We don't need him to get it. We don't even know if he's going to show up. So why do we need to you know, bend over backward to try to make this happen now? If that's the case, then I think the Jets have a bit more leverage. So it depends on how long they would like to have Rodgers there in the building. I even wonder, does Rodgers not mind the fact that the, this is taking a while? Does he? Therefore, if, if this doesn't get done by the summer or training camp, Aaron Rodgers could sit back, not go to OTAs like he hasn't in the past, and say, well, shoot, this isn't my fault. You guys can't get mad at me for not showing up and hanging out in Malibu. The deal's not even done, so I'm just going to live in California, no big deal, not go to the Jets offseason workouts. But it's your fault, not my fault. If the trade gets done, then it's on Rodgers. you got to go to New York, buddy. you got to go to New Jersey and hang out with all these youngsters. So I wonder if Aaron Rodgers is maybe not so mad that – this thing might take a while. He, he has a good excuse to no longer go to off-season workouts, and he can't be the one that's in trouble. That's brilliant. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't think of that. You've, Aaron Rodgers is slowing this entire – Brad Nortman's conspiracy theory is that Aaron Rodgers is slowing down the trade process so that he doesn't have to go to Jets OTAs. And, and no one can get mad at him for because it. Because he knows, everybody knows, if you're a new player going to a new team, I guess you're the, the former NFL player here, I just talk, but yeah. <laughs> it, you have to go to OTAs if you're the brand new franchise oh, yeah. quarterback, even yep. if it's only one season. You have to go and get on the same page with your guys and learn that offense and get to know everybody and just the ins and outs of where you're going every day. Like that's You have to do that if you're yes. a member of the Jets in, in June. But if you're not a member of the Jets yet, <laughs> the Packers don't want you at OTAs. The Jets can't, literally can't have you at OTAs. It's brilliant. You can, you can do all the ayahuasca you want, hanging out in California. And I wonder if that was a topic of conversation when old Woody Johnson and the Jets, uh, you know, <laughs> gang went out there. And he said, you know what, guys? Don't. <laughs> Don't listen to the Packers. Give them a third-round draft pick, lowball them, make them come to you. Don't make us go to them. And all the while, he's sitting back. We know Aaron Rodgers plays chess in his head. We're all playing checkers. He's playing chess. So he's trying to convince them that we can't give up our draft capital. I, got, I need that draft capital to be, a, to be a Super Bowl contender with the New York Jets. And meanwhile, he's just sitting back saying, 
These guys, they don't even know what I'm doing. It's the greatest <laughs> conspiracy theory of playing hooky ever. It's, it's, the, it's the best Ferris Bueller's Day Off fake sick day of all time. It's, it, he, he has a note from the doctor or from the, from the principal saying, you cannot come to school. You have to leave. It's brilliant. He's between jobs, and he's purposely putting his start date after the company-wide meeting so he doesn't have to go to. It's, it's, like, it's like the summer of George in Seinfeld, right, when he wants to have that summer where he just doesn't have to do anything. Gosh, I hope you're right. That's outstanding. <laughs> I don't think I am, for the record, but hey, who knows? The brilliant mind of Brad Norman on the Great Dane <laughs> Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Uh, if Alex Strofe was here, and as I've told you plenty before, we want to tell you about our friend Diamond Jim over at Condon Jewelers on the east side of Madison. The jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side. I'm looking at my hand right now, Brad. Look at that. Look at mm, that wedding ring. That is you know beautiful. where I got that? Condon Jewelers. Working with Jim, he helped to go through all the selection. And oh, by the way, my wife has a ring also oh. from Condon Jewelers. Beautiful. It's not just me. I didn't want to make it <laughs> seem like it was all about me. But no, we both went together. A great date activity when you're uh, thinking about getting engaged. Get over to Condon Jewelers and go browse the selection and the inventory. And Jim will work with you, see what's in your price range, see if he can talk you. And it's a stress-free environment. It's not like going to the mall where they're trying to rush you into like buying something real quick. No, Jim's going to take the time to get to know you, know what you're comfortable with, know what fits your personality. He's going to help you through that entire process. Check him out, CondonJeweler.com, CondonJeweler.com, or stop by their location over on East Washington Avenue. Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side. Alex Gravat is our producer back in the ESPN Madison studio as we are at the Great Dane downtown. Alex G. gets more emails from more people than anybody at ESPN Madison. It doesn't make any sense. We've never even given his email address out <laughs> on the show. People just know that they want to email Alex G. So we will go through some of those emails with a little G mail. And that's coming up next on the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. Great Dane Huddle, 100.5 ESPN of Wisconsin on demand. Jesse Nelson in for Alex Strofe tonight, along with former Badger NFL punter Brad Nortman. 844-770-3776 is the number to get into the show on the ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line. 844-770-3776. You can also follow us on Twitter at ESPN Madison, where our poll question tonight is posted. What is your ideal place to watch the NCAA tournament? I was in Dubuque, Iowa at a sports book. I've been there three years in a row for the opening weekend. Nothing better than that to me. But that is not winning the poll. That is uh, in third place in oh, the wow. poll, Brad Nortman. Uh, in person at the game is only getting 4% of the vote. I believe it. People do not want to go to the NCAA tournament games. They, they don't want to be Rob Lowe's. They do not want that. It's fun. I don't know why you would say you don't want to go. Like When the Badgers are playing in Milwaukee. But compared to your weekend in Dubuque... Uh, would you? What would you do? No, it's really fun. Yeah. It's really. I mean, if you're in like a tropical, like some of the destinations this year were not great. Like Birmingham, you want to go on a big weekend trip to Birmingham, Alabama, yeah. or like if you're going to Vegas next week, you're going to um, a couple of the ones a few years ago, like Jacksonville. Hey, you've hey, spent some time down yeah. there. That'd be fun. That'd Miami, be fun. like if you get a good tropical destination, for sure. Definitely Especially more this time of year. Exactly. Uh, but home, sixty. 5% of the vote. Wow. Homebodies. 
There's no ESPN like Madison home, fans. No nope. place like home. I, I mean, the nice thing, I guess, is that like you run the show when you're mm-hmm. at home. If I want True TV, if I want TNT, if I want to watch the first half of that fairly Dickinson game, I can turn that on if I want to. It's not up to the sports bar that I'm at or anything like that, but... Uh, Man, I like being out with the crowd. I like cheering them on that way. It's fun. That is a tough ask to go to the bartender and say, hey, can you change this TV over? That's a tough, so, that's a tough ask. Is it? So we'll, I'm sorry. We'll get to Gmail coming up here. I, I got distracted <laughs> oh, yeah. with the poll. Now you've, now you've struck a nerve with oh, me, Oh, wow. Let's go. I have taken on that responsibility. It is my crusade. So you are the guy to walk up and, and dictate what's on a, uh, a TV. I don't dictate. No, no. I, I'm not a dictator. <laughs> I'm a I'm a suggester. Hey, I think I think a lot of people would enjoy if that TV would be on the NIT. Hey, I th- I, if if we is there any chance we could get the Jaguars Bills game on this mm, TV over here? Now you're speaking my language. Like I, I think I I I've taken that responsibility among my friend group, and I know a lot of people don't like being the disruptors, and and I'm sure. The Great Dane servers here and the bartenders and everybody's fantastic. And I understand, you know, especially since COVID, a lot of people are super busy and they got a lot going on. They don't want to take the time to mess around with, okay, where the hell is true TV? Yeah. But I'm trying to do the service. Are are you the kind of guy that's like you ask in that way very kind? You're like, hey, pal. Hey, pal. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to demand it. (laughs) No, I'm never going to demand it at all. But uh, it actually goes back years. So when I used to live up in Beaver Dam, um, there was an establishment up there that a, a buddy and I that I worked with at the station. We'd go out on Thursday nights, and Thursday night football at the at the place was that's where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we'd go in, and a lot of the staff didn't understand that it was you know Thursday night football where that game was on NFL Network and everything. And so uh, I'd, I'd one, I'd, a couple of weeks in a row I asked, and then there was another week where there was also a Badger game or something on mm. on a Thursday. So a Badger basketball game. They literally just handed me the remote. They oh, said, wow. here you go. Put them on whatever you want to put them on all around. Do, Usually do, it's received it quite us. well. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's great. So I, I wish we'd do that more. I we wish, all need a friend like you, Just hand the remote over to whoever wants to be in control of it at the bar or at the Great Dane, any of the locations. Just let, let a, a willing patron be in charge of the television. I setup. like that. All right. Now that it's 642, uh, Alex G. has collected all these emails uh, from all these fans of ESPN. It's just crazy. It is just crazy how many emails Alex Gravatt, our producer back in the ESPN Madison studio, receives each week. So he has picked some of the best, and he will share them with us right now. It's Gmail on the Great Dane Huddle. You've got mail. Hit the wrong button there. No problem. I like that one, too. That was fun. Uh, College football music. Too much going on. Uh, (laughs) like, Like Jesse was alluding to, I get just dozens and dozens of emails, hundreds a day. Um, and we're going to get right after today. Cornelius and Texarkana, easily the biggest show to fan. <laughs> or fan he, of the he, show. Every week. Huge show. Uh, yeah, Huge so fan. he asks, do you always root for Cinderella stories? We, he was directing this towards Alex Strofe, but Jesse, you're uh, essentially Alex today. What, what do you feel about that? Do I always root for Cinderella's? No. I will tell you this. The best thing about the NCAA tournament is when the Cinderella almost wins because like when you're cheering on fairly dickinson on friday night go fdu go fdu yeah this is going to be so incredible and then you get to sunday and you get fdu and fau that's a tough sell on true tv on sunday evening it ended up being a great game but as the further those cinderellas go the kind of more lame the NCAA tournament actually becomes unless they're going up against Blue Bloods. Like, that's what made George Mason so great back in the day. The teams they beat were, like, 
North Carolina, UConn. Like, they were big dogs that they were taking down each time out. They weren't playing against uh, Valparaiso and uh, Drake and, like, you know, all those kind of mid mid-majors. It's great when you can get them against the Blue Bloods, but if that's not the case... I would rather have, by the time you get to the Sweet 16, give me the good basketball matchups. You know, I, I I did not know you were going to say that. I completely agree. You ever get something, you ever ask for something, and then you get it, and you're like, wait a minute, I don't yeah. know if I want this, actually. That's Ice cream for like, breakfast. That's right. <laughs> I, that's how I feel about watching a game in the moment. I'm like, I want this underdog to win. How fun is this? You know, this this David versus Goliath story. But then they win, and then you get to the Elite Eight, and you've got a, a 7 seed and a 12 seed. I would much rather have... UCLA versus Houston, and you know, um, you know, UNC and uh, you know Kentucky playing. I'd rather have the big matchups and really make that a Sweet 16 Elite Elite Eight weekend amazing, full of brand names. I just after the the polish of the Cinderella win occurs. You look forward to the game. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I don't know. This is good. this seems like a usually a Wednesday night six o'clock tip off than yeah. anything else. <laughs> if you had Princeton beat Arizona and then they beat Kentucky and then they get to play Duke next, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. But like how you, many can they win? But that's a tough thing with especially those two fifteens. Like those seven ten matchups are usually like it would have been Missouri or Utah State that Princeton was playing. They yeah. ended up playing Missouri. That's not as fun totally. as Arizona and Utah State, whatever it would have been. So yeah, yeah. That's that's my stance on the Cinderella's. G, you got any other Gmail back there? You know I do. We've got Cammie and Madison just seemingly, maybe, perhaps a, a drunk email. Uh, oh, no, it was St. Okay. Patty's weekend. Oh, a lot of typos, random capitalization. <laughs> oh, no. But uh, it starts out, happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, God. Are bagpipes the funniest instrument? Uh, we'll start with Brad this time. I actually have a opposite take. I find bagpipes to be quite sad. I mean, not not sad, but I usually hear them at a funeral, right? It's kind of mellow. Yeah. It's, they're funny when you because you're pumping a bag with your armpit, but there's something about it that just brings a tear to my eye, Jesse and Alex G. I don't know. I I find them just incredibly uh, dramatic and moving. What I remember about bagpipes, being, you know, while you were playing football and being a, a tremendous athlete, Brad, I was in the band. Mm. And when we would get out there at Muskego High School and we'd be ready to we like do our pregame stuff. The first thing they would always play over the speakers was the bagpipes, Amazing Grace. Mm. I don't know why, and it just blared. And I, <laughs> it's a unique, piercing, piercing bagpipe sound is when I hear bagpipes. It, it it has definitely left me a little bit traumatized from all those times standing in that marching band uniform at Muskego High School and just hearing that over the speakers. Oh my god! a high school PA system. That's yes. Be oh, the wind is blowing. Oh, oh my god! Uh, the didgeridoo is the funniest. Ah, that's a great. It's a great choice. It's a great choice. Not a bad call. All right, this one was really interesting. Logan of Duluth asks, well, it starts with a statement, but he gets there. So you enter a room. You get $5 billion when you come out of the room. However, when you come out, there's a chance that you are going to be either 50 days older or 50 years older. Do you go into the room? Jesse, we'll start with you. Wow. Logan and Duluth. Logan and Duluth. Why is Logan and Duluth eat these things? Oh, uh, he, he and I go way back. It's fine. You know, oh, he, he's okay, got the so personal email. Uh, oh, sure. Okay. He's got a direct line. Um, I'd love to know the odds. I'm not going is in that 50, room. 50, no, 50, no. 50. 
Oh, geez. I mean, I've always taken the conservative route when it's like, if you were a, a pioneer back in the day, would you have gone west? I always say no. I would have stayed back and been a blacksmith. Uh, like, I'm, I'm going to take the conservative approach. I am not going in that room. I don't need a billion dollars to potentially five come out 80 billion. years old on the other. Uh, even, no. I, what am I going to do with $5 billion if I'm 80 years old? No thanks. Die. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about my I'm 33, so put me at 83. That's a whole lot of life missed. I'm not sure I could put any sort of value on that. So, to me, I'll just take my life, man. I'll take my <laughs> life. <laughs> Give me the life. That is Gmail. Wow. What a way. Logan and Duluth stealing the show. Uh, yeah, I've got I got all sorts of marbles rolling around <laughs> in my head now for that question. Wow. <laughs> What's most important? You know. Uh, who was our first guy from Texarkana? Gee, what's that Cornelius. guy's name? Cornelius. Yeah, I wonder Cornelius. if Cornelius would answer that question. Maybe he can email in and uh, we can follow up on that one next week. Super fan. Here on the Great Dane Huddle. <laughs> Jesse Nelson. Uh, we got to find out if Alex Strofa is going to answer that when he returns to the show next week. Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman, Nelson and Nortman on the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. We'll check in again on that poll question, see if the voting has fluctuated at all. And also... I want to get one minute from Brad Nortman on Wisconsin spring football. Practices start this Saturday. The launch, the Luke Fickle era underway. Can't wait to ask Brad about that. It's the Great Dane Huddle on ESPN Madison and Wisconsin On Demand. Oh, my gosh. It takes – it's – I close my eyes. It's August 26th. It's 90 degrees. Muskego and Racine Park are about to square off. John Clay's going to run for 400 yards. And we're all standing out there in our long sleeves and our heavy coats and our long pants, holding our clarinets and trumpets and didgeridoos. <laughs> and this thing's blaring over the loudspeakers. Wow. Meanwhile, Awful. Meanwhile, a tear is... Slowly <laughs> dripping down my a single tear. <laughs> and Brad's in an emotional state at the Great Dane downtown as the bagpipes bring us in, culminating St. Patrick's Day weekend. It's mm. Jesse Nelson, Brad Nortman. Nelson and Nortman, the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN of Wisconsin On Demand. Alex G., our producer, bagpiping it up back in the ESPN Madison studio. What a time. Uh, let's check in on our poll question here at ESPN Madison. As we're at the Great Dane, great spot to watch the tournament games, not just last weekend, but this coming weekend, too. Should be some great matchups if you want to stop by here, enjoy some of the beers, the food like we're enjoying right now. I got wings. Oh, my gosh, they're so good. What is your ideal place to watch the NCAA tournament? Your options? Home, a casino or sports book, in person at the game, or at a sports bar like the Great Dane. At home is leading with 63% of the vote still, Brad. Wow. A lot of homebodies listening here to the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. Sports bar like the Great Dane, 17%. That's now into second place. Respectable. So love supporting uh, the Great Dane and stopping out watching the games here. Casino or Sportsbook, my personal vote, done it three years in a row, 15%. And in person at the game, only 5%. Oh. Only 5% want a ticket to go and actually watch your team in the NCAA tournament. What are we doing? Not, I mean, I guess it's not surprising because if you want to watch all the games that are going on, you're kind of limited when you're at Pfizer Forum or you're at 
whatever that arena in Minnesota is or wherever you're going to see the games. I get it. Yeah, you know, in today's day and age, everyone just wants control. Everyone wants the, you know, at their fingertips to be able to change mm-hmm. things and get whatever sort of stimuli they want. So it's no different here, right? If you're if you're sitting in your sweatpants and you want to change it over to TNT to see how the final four minutes of a game is going that's otherwise a blowout in the current channel, you have all that right in your own home. Or just ask the bartender if you can have the remote. If you're Jesse Nelson and brave enough. Uh, all right, Brad. Spring practice starts for Wisconsin football. Can you believe it? I, I'm excited for it. This Saturday, the launch is underway of the Luke Fickle era. Uh, what is spring practice like, and is this the most anticipated spring in Wisconsin football history? I would say it is. I can't think of another offseason where there's so much anticipation, so much excitement, even when, when maybe Barry was hired. But there was no level of expectation that Barry would turn Wisconsin football into what it currently is. So I'm excited for it. The program's going to be totally transformed in a lot of different ways. And what you're going through as a player, it's all, it's all very fundamental, right? You're coming off of winter workouts, and you've just spent the last two or three months just purely focused on getting bigger, faster, stronger. And you can now hit the field and apply that to the field. You almost never feel better. You never feel stronger, faster, maybe the first couple of days of training camp. But these guys are going to come out there hungry. They're going to be flying. They're going to be hungry for a new offense. I'm excited to see how it goes. Quarterback, offensive scheme, still a great defense. There's so much to watch for this Badger football team. And I'm going to be watching all spring long. It's going to be so much fun as we count down to kick off Labor Day weekend. And it all starts this Saturday with the first spring practice for the Wisconsin Badgers football team and Luke Fickle leading the charge. Thanks to the great Dane downtown and everyone who came up and told Brad he looked Bradtastic tonight for a beer on ESPN Madison. Thanks to our entire team, including Alex G. back in the ESPN Madison studio. Strofe will be back next week. My name's Jesse Nelson. This has been the great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand.